world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, midweek, midweek church service, right? That's how I was... Boy, I remember those days. Sunday morning, Sunday night, midweek Wednesday. All to be programmed. All to be programmed. I'm so, I'm sorry. So does that come across so so negative? I, w- I want you to know this. <clears throat> I love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, my mind. Now, as best as I can, as best as I can. Uh, we we all say that we do, right? But you know, I really love my wife. Of course, she and I are one. Two of us become one. Wow. The Lord and I have become one, haven't we? He that was with me is in me. So if the two of us have become one, my wife and I, if that's a picture of what marriage is like, that's what a, that's a relationship I'm supposed to have with the Lord. Now, if it wouldn't do anything to hurt my wife's feelings or do anything to besmirch her or do anything but love her, why would I, why would I treat the Lord any differently? But see, that's because evil men have crept in. They've crept in, and they've made the gospel of the kingdom of God about me and you. It's all about us, our happy life here here on earth. And we all want a happy life here on earth. We all do. I pray daily for the for the safety of my my all those under. I do it every day. The safety of those under my. I'm the headship, right? I'm the headship of the Dobbin Meyer clan, and I declare it. Psalm 91, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I say, Lord, that those are my kids under my authority. I'm under that umbrella, and I cover them too in Jesus' name. That's spiritual authority. We're not, we're not taught, taught to walk in that. that doesn't, look, that doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, right? But uh, the best we can as a, a loving, protective father, I try, to, I try to cover those I love most. I would die. I would right now die for my grand. Wouldn't you? Would you die for your grandkids? I'd die for any one of those little grandkids, right? Well, I, me being evil would do that. Golly, how much more must must the love of God be, right? Hmm. Hey, I don't do this. I'm going to do it real quick. I noticed I made a video yesterday. I'm looking younger. Has <laughs> anybody out there picked up picked that up other than me? In fact, the uh, well, I'm going to show the video later. Um, I was um, uh, I was. I made a FaceTime video yesterday and posted it on face, Facebook. And I, I looked at that thing and I thought, man, those wrinkles are going up. Those bags, those wrinkles are leaving my face. Now, look, I'm not hawking anything. All I can tell you is I started drinking that Nutri-Swish twice a day. Proof's in the pudding. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm not, look, I'm not trying to sell you a product, okay? Have our stuff right there. <laughs> I take it. I I drink a capful of it in the morning and a capful of it in the evening, and I am getting rid of my wrinkles. I I, I can't explain it. Okay. It has a, a anyway. Anyway, I just I was I said to Michelle today. I can't I can't believe I I can't that video looked like I was five years younger yesterday when I looked. At, I'll show you the video later on. Hey, how about Betty? How about Betty? Betty's become a street warrior. Oh, yeah, Betty by herself went out yesterday, took a sign, went out, stood on the street corner. What happened to you, Betty? What happened out there? Well, I was around by the school, so I had a lot of nays from the unions. What what sign did you have, Betty? Uh, It was vote yes for issue one, and then I had the Constitution on it and protect that. And then the reporter came Betty, let's get the picture. You went out by yourself. Yes. You just said, I th- I'm going to, were you scared? Were your knees knocking? Said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go out and stand out there. Because why? I'm going to, I love my Lord so much. I'm going to go represent him. That's what I'm going to do. Go ahead, Betty. 
Uh, yes. And um, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, you know, uh, I had a lot of thumbs up, a lot of number one fingers. I told him, yes, I am number one. And so is the Lord, you know. And I was shouting out that we need to protect our kids, our constitution. Of course, the union teachers kept giving me a dirty look when I oh, said, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And our guns. And I said, that if they said anything, I said, you need to go back and read the fine print. Maybe you need to do your research. Good one. Good you one. Know? So uh, then a reporter came by, so I'll probably be in the paper. And then the uh, chief of police came by and gave me a patch. <laughs> and then a strange guy in this truck. You always remember different trucks. He was an older gentleman, you know, real kind, and just kept giving me thumbs up. And then he comes back and gives me two magazines of 45s. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And I said, I don't need them. He said, yep, you might need them. So... You know, there's people that they're supporting you too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was amazing, and I'm thinking of going out. <laughs> the you, you know, bless you, Betty. Look, folks, I just, uh, it makes a coach's heart feel, it always made me good, feel good when I was coaching football. When I watched a guy do what I had taught him to do, and it was successful. And you know what else was really good? It made him feel good. And it gave him confidence to go out and do it again. And I, I remember, you know, just a number of times looking the crazy thing, like looking the ball in, just tucking it away, just little things like that. When the players did it right, man, it just it just encouraged me. I didn't stand up and pound myself, say, "Oh, what a great coach I am!" No, oh, what a great coach! No, no, it was just a pride that man. They got it. They got it. They got it. That gun. They got it. Right. And uh, so that's what makes me proud. I think about. All of you out there who are, who, who a lot of you for the first time really launching out into the deep. A lot of you really are. Hey, Betty, that took courage to go out there alone. You launched out into the deep. It'll be easier for you the next time. And I could go down. I could tell you stuff that Johnny Burkeen's doing. I could tell you stuff, stuff Mike Blake's done. I could tell you stuff Jeff. I could go on and on and on and on. I had a conversation with Chad yesterday. I don't know if Chad's in here this morning or not. Uh, we're talking about we need to really, really expand the salt and light brigades. We we need them in every state, folks. We need these. And I, you would not believe the emails that I get say, "Do you have anybody in Illinois? Do you have anybody in Missouri?" And unfortunately, I got to say, uh, no, no, no. Can I tell you why? Because leadership's heavy, man. You got to actually do something, right? You do something, and. Uh, it's it's a pain in the butt because people aren't aren't men and women of their words. They don't follow through on it. You get frustrated. It costs you your own money, all that. So I was having a conversation with Chad yesterday, and I said, Chad, dude, what's money going to be worth here? We're saving all the money. We're saving up money. What? What's what? The, if we don't do something now, it's going to be worth a nickel. Just Amen. Worth a nickel, right. And so those of us who are hoarding. Yep. I don't. That's not the right word. We all should be wise and don't take this wrong. This is not appeal. This is not an appeal for money, okay? But here's the truth: what we are engaged in. Betty, did anybody buy those signs for you, or did you do those yourself? I actually made it up myself. <laughs> okay, so here's the point. At some point, see, Betty had skin in the game. Betty had some skin in the game, and I made a note to myself over here: the problem we have in America today is easy believism. And I'll, I'm going to get into that a little bit here. You get, no skin in the game. Come to Jesus, uh, confess your sins, repent of your sins, and have a happy, slappy life. No, no skin in the game for you. Even though he tells us you're going to be hated of all men, you're going to be brought before governors and kings as a testimony against them, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, pull down strongholds, territory, none of that. See, we don't understand that Christianity is a participation sport. We don't get it. Why? Because evil men have crept in unaware and they changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature, worshiped and served themselves rather than the Lord. Betty went out yesterday. She serves the Lord. Randy's working on a plan that's serving the Lord. Craig Mickles always coming up. Steve Deck, we're doing plan. Boom, boom. That guy down there, Clay, Clay, boom, Dave Allison, boom. People are doing stuff, 
It's doing stuff and it's bearing fruit. It's bearing fruit. But you gotta remember this. You wanna reap what you sow. You wanna pick what you plant. But you have to also understand this, that the growing season is the slowest time. You plant it, you don't pick it tomorrow. Sorry, unless it's weeds at sky high. <laughs> they grow every day. But otherwise, when you plant it, there's seed time and there's harvest time. And the longest period is that growing season. And I want to encourage and coach, you. And coach, then yes. God gives the increase, right? Then God, then God gives, gives the, the increase. Then God gives the increase. But some of you plant and you want a return right away. I've had a I've had about a twenty four year growing season. I'm I'm starting to reap things that I never in my life would imagine that I could reap. Long, long time. I thought I was the only one. Am I the only one out to pull that song up? <laughs> I'm not the only one. So I want to encourage you out there, friends, whatever it is, get, get involved. Get some skin in get some skin in the game. You say, yeah, but coach, those signs, they're gonna cost me a hundred bucks. All right, well, don't go to Wendy's for two weeks. It's a matter of priorities. It's a matter of switching things around, right? It is. It is. Look, uh, you guys encourage me, okay? The big story, LeBron James. LeBron James. And uh, he has a chance to be a hero. And I, I couldn't help but think about this. Yeah, the whole day, I made part of the Sky High yesterday. Got a lot of stuff going on this weekend in uh, Dayton, all that stuff. Hope some of you are coming there. And I was out on my mower and I was thinking about LeBron James. And I, look, I, I, I don't say uh, good for him. I'll tell you, he does it. No, no. I don't, I, I, for those of you who don't know, LeBron James is, is uh, his 18 year old son had cardiac arrest cardiac arrest on an 18 year old son and I thought boy is he in the crucible because not only has LeBron James evidently had his son take the vaccine how many other boys have taken the vaccine because he recommended it a dude's in the crucible isn't it amazing? The Lord has the ability to get your attention, doesn't he? LeBron James, the king. They call him the king. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, the prince just got smite, smitten, didn't he? And there's nothing that will bring you back to earth any quicker than the love of a son. I, I don't, please don't take this wrong. I don't rejoice over what happened. I don't rejoice. I, I'm sorry for Bronny. For those of you who don't know, he's 18 years old, going just got a con- LeBron James son. By the way, when LeBron James was Bronny's age, he went directly to the NBA. That's how much better he is than his son. But uh, he's going to go to USC, have a workout at USC, University of Southern California, and he dropped over dead. A cardiac arrest means your heart stops. Folks, that's not the same as a heart attack. It's not. Those are not the same. Cardiac arrest is, for some reason, your heart starts. Now, I don't know the details. No, there aren't many details out there, but he had cardiac arrest. His heart quit. 18-year-old boy, imagine that. Can you imagine that? LeBron said one of his goals in life was to play on the same NBA team with his son. Imagine what's going on in the heart of LeBron James today. But here's, here's a question I would have if I could get before LeBron James. I'd say, LeBron, do you have an obligation to warn other people? Now, how can he warn other people when he was telling them just the opposite? He was telling them just the opposite. Do you understand, friends, why so many, why we're still even having this battle? Do you have any idea, Dr. Paul Gosselin, how many doctors are invested on the wrong side of this issue? You folks, do you have any idea? I want you to think a second about LeBron James's son. LeBron James is a qualified billionaire with a B. He is worth a B-I-L-L-I-O-N, billion dollars. So LeBron James has this son he's raising. And uh, do you think LeBron is raising his son on uh, ding-dongs and ho-hos and McDonald's hamburgers? You think LeBron understands nutrition at all? At what age do you suppose 
uh, LeBron got a nutritionist involved with his son that he wanted to play NBA basketball with. Vitamins and and nutrients and uh, trainers, personal trainers, the best money could buy. And LeBron James playing on the Los Angeles Lakers, a billionaire with a B, billionaire. Not one of those doctors, not one of them, not one of them on the Los Angeles Lakers called LeBron aside and said, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know, LeBron. The best medical experts in the world right there in Los Angeles. Nobody speaking up. No doctor saying anything. Huh? Huh? LeBron saying, I took the jab. He said it. I took the jab and so did my family because we thought it was the best thing to do. Who told him it was the best thing to do? Who told him it was the best thing to do? And then I get fools on the internet who say, well, coach, it's been going on for years. Players have been dropping over. For hey, friends, I coached a sports for 36 years and never ever in my knowledge knew of a player who dropped over from a cardiac condition. And a young kid, ever, 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 ever. Roger Clerk, God bless Roger Clerk. Uh, Roger Clerk played football for us at London High School. And on uh, Roger was 17 years old. We were having physicals. Before the season, you have physicals. How many doctors do you suppose Ronnie James has visited? Huh? How many physicals has this guy had? So Roger Clerk, beautiful, what a beautiful kid he was. He shows up for our, our yearly physicals. Just, a, you know, yes, you guy played sports. The doctor does the physicals. He comes in, lifts down your throat, grabs your gonads, does it. You know, right? Well, Roger Clerk came to our local physical, Dr. Starr, and Dr. Starr came to me and says, Coach, I can't clear him to play. So what are you talking about? Roger Clark? I don't know a, more, a better athlete than him, more conditioned. Roger Clark? He said, Coach, something funny with his heart. I said, okay, all right, let's get him to the doctor. Boom! Six days later, he was dead. He dropped over playing basketball. Pickup basketball. He dropped over playing pickup basketball. Dead. Now, wait a minute. The doctor detected the defect. Before they got him into a hospital, he was dead. Yeah, Paul, like racehorse. LeBron James is secretariat. He's the most prime conditioned athlete in America, and so is his son. And he drops over dead. Well, they revived him. What questions is LeBron James asking today? Go ahead and play this real quick. By the way, I don't want to brag. Look how young I look. I made the, I had, I had just gone into the, I, here's what I did. I'm becoming more and more bold, Betty. I walked into the hardware. And I walked into the hardware and there's a lady in there, Betty, about your age. And I said to her, uh, did you hear about LeBron James? And she looked at me. I said, do you know who LeBron James is? She said, oh, yeah, everybody knows who LeBron James is. I said, did you hear what happened to his son? Cardiac arrest just dropped over. They revived him. You know what's causing that? And she, she just kind of looked at me because we're all afraid to say, right? We're all afraid to say. I said, it was that vaccine. Boy, her eyes lit up. I didn't take that thing. I didn't take that thing. And then she started saying, let me tell you what happened to my neighbor's brother. And let me tell you what happened to my cousin's daughter. She gave me about five examples of people that she knew who had something traumatic happen to them after they had taken the jab. When I said it to her, it validated what she already knew. Oh, folks. This is the, the the wave that's going to come is going to be unbelievable. When it's finally out there, what happens? When the truth is finally told, when they can no longer hide the facts, will LeBron James be the guy that busts that open? Does LeBron James love himself and his money and his statue and his, oh, there they go. They'll call me a, huh? Is he bought and paid for? Or is he going to stand up and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And I almost lost my son. By the way, probably his son will never play college or professional basketball. No doctor will ever clear him. 
to play. Be my guess. So that dream of the king is broken. Will LeBron James have the courage to come forward and say, it happened because of the shot? What are the doctors around? By, by the way, all the doctors are telling them, boy, it had nothing to do with that, Paul. Hey, Paul Goslin, it had nothing to do with that. It didn't have anything to do with that. No, just young kids are just dropping dead. Okay, about five minutes. I did this off the cuff. Bear with me. Hey, you got to watch what you say. That's how you say it. Go ahead. Look at that face. Hey, friends, Coach Dave here. You know, I haven't made a video in a long, long time. But I just think it's kind of appropriate to make one now. Um. Got to be careful how I say it because Coach certainly they're going to censor me. Thanks, Gary. It's the truth. Gary, I'm trying to be like you. I was just shocked when I looked over on, I got, uh, I had a notification in my inbox, whatever that means, that LeBron James's son, Bronny, 18-year-old, suffered cardiac arrest. He suffered cardiac arrest. Now, first of all, I don't wish that on anybody. And I got, I pray for Bronnie James and what that, what a fearful thing that must have been. But from what I understand from the Fox News app, or not app, but I saw him online, is he was resuscitated, whisked off to the hospital. Folks, a cardiac arrest means your heartbeat stopped. Go. Intensive care, I believe. I'm, I'm not trying to spread any misinformation, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make a light of a, what's a horrible, horrible situation. What would cause that? What would cause a perfectly healthy 18-year-old boy, man, to suffer cardiac arrest? Probably one of the most fine-tuned bodies, as most 18-year-olds are. His dad probably had him in every type of uh, physical training that you could ever go to. I wonder how many doctor visits he's had in his life where they did physicals on him. Do you suppose his father invested time and effort and energy and, and resources and vitamins and supplements and everything in there to try to help his son be as great as he possibly could? And during a workout, he drops over cardiac arrest. Have you lost the ability to think, folks? Have we lost the ability to think? I just was talking to a lady in the hardware store. I just left the hardware spellbound, store. Spellbound, right? We're spellbound. And I ask her, what do you think that, what do you think caused that? What do you think? See, I'm not going to say what I think caused it, because if I do, I'm going to be censored. They're not going to broadcast this. God's doing something, folks. The Bible says there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And could there be a more public figure, more well-known person than LeBron James to have this horrible, horrible thing fall upon his son? I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I want you to look around. I want you to ask yourself a question. Before the last three years, four years, five years, how common was it to see a finely tuned athlete drop over on a field, soccer field, football field, basketball court? That happened very often. Well now, it becomes almost commonplace to look around America, around the world, and see that young men in particular are dropping over dead. I just, I just, well, he didn't die. Praise God, he's not dead. Dropping over, many of them dying. I just spoke to the lady at the hardware store and I asked her what she think was going on. She says, well, I don't know, but my, my niece, uh, she did that thing and her legs swelled up the size of, of watermelons. And then she went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, it's just kind of whatever. Whatever it is, our physicians are lying to us, friends. Why are they lying to us? Because they're neck deep. They're neck deep. 
I said, nothing hidden will not be revealed. God will not be mocked. And I'm not saying that God caused this to happen to Ronnie James, one of the top five basketball players, amateur basketball players in the world, drops over with cardiac arrest. Maybe he's been drinking too much Coca-Cola. Maybe he's been eating too many McDonald's. Maybe he hasn't been getting enough sleep. I don't know, maybe we should go to the doctor and see if there's anything maybe common between him and Damar Hamlin. Didn't Damar Hamlin just kind of be playing football like that, just kind of drop over in front of the whole world? And see, when it happens to just Joe Sixpack or Joe Sixpack's child, nobody cares. But when it happens to the king, the king, LeBron, the king, his son drops over from a heart attack at 17 or 18 years old. What's going on? We know, don't we, friends? It's time for you to start speaking the truth, to tell people, ask them what they think is going on. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to hear them say, yeah, you know, that happened to my sister's brother. Yeah, that happened to my neighbor's dad. Yeah, that happened to, oh yeah, oh yeah. But see, the, it's being covered up. It's being censored. It's not being, it's not being reported, folks. Nothing hidden. That will not be revealed. What do you suppose caused Ronnie's heart attack? Folks, I'd ask you to share that. I'd ask, I'd ask you to share that just because <laughs> we got to make people think. We got to make people think. And if you'd go to my Facebook page and read some of the comments, it's just, it's like, how stupid are they? So, Dr. Paul, real quick, because I know you're hanging in here. I'll get some of you in there, so I promise. Paul, what are doctors thinking? Are they are, are they awake to it yet, Paul? Coach, I don't know, man. I I don't have a lot of friends that are doctors anymore. Um, I think it's just cowardice, Coach. Um, I think it's narcissism. I do know a lot of good doctors that dropped out of the system like Carrie and uh, some the best doctors I know have dropped out. Okay, that, that's as simple as that. Um, coach. Paul, they've, Paul, they've got a lot invested in this, don't they? Think how many people are doctors encouraged to take the shot. Well, this is what bothers me most, Coach. There's a lot of them out there that didn't get the shot, did not get the shot for their kids, but they're out there working in a system that kills people because of the shot, and they're saying nothing. I had, you know, nothing ever said doctors were supposed to be courageous. Amen. That's why we got to be courageous. Okay, hang on, hang on. I got, I know some of you want to get in here. Play number, play number uh, three, number three. Pull that up for me real quick, Spencer. This was sent to me today. This is about, uh, well, it's it's self-explanatory. Go ahead and play it. This First is a clip question. from World Harvest Church. Pastor Sam. I go, yes. On behalf of our team, our board, we have one question for you. I go, wow, what is your question? The guy goes, Pastor Sam, our church leans left. Where do you lean? Am I making this up? So help me, so many thoughts went through my head. I'm thinking they're gonna ask, are you gonna have a Spanish service? Are you gonna have a Slavic service? No, our church leans left. Where do you lean? And the Holy Spirit hit me. I'm seated right here, he's next to me over here. I'm here, Holy Spirit hit me and said, 
go ahead, say it. And I'm fighting with God like if I say I'm going to lose this, which I did. I said, if I say it, I'm not going to get this. If I say it, I'm not going to. And God said, say it. Say it, Sammy. Say it. So reluctantly, I had no choice. I opened up my mouth and said, sir, with great due deference, we don't lean. We stand. We stand. We stand. We stand on the word of God. We stand on the promises of God. We stand on the finished work of Jesus. And a matter of fact, sir, whatever the Bible calls sin, we call sin. Whatever the Bible calls holiness, we call holiness. And I'm tired of seeing Christians leaning one way or another. We don't need people to lead. We need a church that stands. Boom! I need Boom. to tell your neighbor, I don't lead. Right. Boom! Stand, baby, stand. At this day, when when the when the winds of hell are violently blowing, we got to stop leaning. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. We've got to be truth tellers now more than ever. Stop leaning. Stand. See, I don't think we understand where we are. I don't think we understand. I don't think we understand the seriousness of the times in which we find ourselves. And the idea that most of, you know, I'm telling you the truth. I try to every morning when I come here, you know that most of the Christian church is focusing on the great escape on getting out of here. You know I'm telling you the truth. And because of that, nobody will do anything. Except Betty. She'll go hold a sign. Jeff Klein, he'll go to a meeting. Glenn, he'll go speak up. See, we're, we're, they're raising up everywhere. They're popping up little whack-a-moles. Little whack-a-moles everywhere. That's the fruit of what we got going on here. I got to say this. I got to say this. A lot of us, I'm going to include myself, are dealing with pride. We're dealing with pride. See, what do you mean, coach? Here's what I mean. You think you're right. And when you can't get people to agree with you, you quit. You go someplace else. Oh, you know, I'm, somebody say amen. You know, I'm telling you the truth. You know, I'm telling, oh, amen. they don't listen to me. They don't listen to me. They don't, they got it wrong. They don't believe me. Oh yeah. Well, that's pride, sister, brother. That is pride. Huh? That is pride that you think that you got a corner on the truth. Now, here's what I try to do every day when I come in here. I tell you, I don't know what's going on, but I know that's a lie and that's a lie and that's a lie and that's true and that's true. But I don't know it all. And I am not ever going to separate from you guys because I don't agree with you. Shame on me to think that I have a corner on the truth. I said to Chad yesterday, I had a phone call with Chad yesterday. And here's what I said to Chad. The Holy Spirit will not give you a truth if you are not ready to receive it. And some of us, are not at the same place spiritually. And if the Holy Spirit were to drop a nugget on you and you weren't ready to receive it, you would poo-poo it and you would miss the the, uh, visitation of the Holy Spirit. So we're all in different places in our walk. And sometimes the Lord's going to bring something to you in the form of a revelation that you had never seen before. And maybe others were telling you about it. Maybe they were, but all of a sudden, Boom! You get it like happened to me yesterday with Mike Adams. What? Yeah, spellbound. My whole perspective changed. People are under spells. I get it. I see it. What breaks the spell? Taking captive every thought and exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now it makes sense. 
But some of you out there are so sure you're right, and you just got some of it. You're all operating from your own personal experience. And personal experience is the best teacher, but personal experience is not always truth. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. LeBron, hey, LeBron trusted doctors, experts. LeBron said if he thought it was best for his family. Oh, yeah. He criticized people, didn't take the jab. Wonder how easy it would be for him to say he was wrong now. Arnold Schwarzenegger told us we had no rights. You have, screw your rights, Arnold said. Screw your rights. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shame on all of us. Shame on all of us for thinking we had it right and everybody else has it wrong. And because everybody else doesn't get it, I'm leaving. I'll go start my own show. But they can't start their own show because nobody's going to come and listen to them. Say what you want to hear, free flow of ideas. And then people get mad because we don't agree. Do you understand? Why would the Lord drop a revelation into you if you're not ready to receive it? Betty, no matter how much you pound on people, they're not ready to receive it. You're going to make, you're going to wear, hey, George, you're going to wear yourself out because they are not ready to receive it. That's the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower is about the sower. He tells the parable of the sower, dude, don't sow sow it there. Don't sow it there. Don't sow it there. You're going to wear yourself out. You're going to lose all your seed. Find that good soil and throw it in that good soil. Now, you don't know what that good soil is, and I don't know what the good soil is. But all you can do is prod and poke and say, you know, that soil looks pretty good. That, I found some good soil in that old lady in the, in the hardware. Man, oh, man, oh, man. God help us. <clears throat> oh, I got so much more to show you. Don't lean to your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Come on in, Dale. <laughs> There is no other you. I love the show. I love you, brother. But, you know, even in that couple few points, first off is this. The scripture says, commit these things unto faithful men. It doesn't say commit them unto intelligent men. That's right. He says, commit them unto men who have proven themselves, what you were talking about with Betty, what you're talking about with Glenn. Faithful men who were consistent. So when I watch that video stand, oh, that's nice. It's kind of like a track that should be made. I used to have a track in the back table of my church that said, saved, now what? Right? So it's like, okay, for what? This one should be stand, now what? Right? Just standing? No, it's more. Now you got to get out and do something. So, and then the last thing, coach, this, this, this jab, listen, it's not a prideful thing. Brother, it is a, it is a pleading. People are dying. Yup, you know what? And this is the same thing with, with the abortion clinic. We're going to be aggressive because people are dying. Okay, so yes, this this stuff has happened like this very rare, very rare over the years, except for the past three years has exploded. So when I was reading a little bit about this, and I, I don't know if I had shared this with you in one of your threads because I was on it, January 1st at USC... Last year, January, I'm sorry, July 1st, seven-footer Vince, I couldn't pronounce his name if I want to, L-W-U-C-H-U-K-W-U, suffered, ready, cardiac arrest during practice last summer. But because he's a no-name, nobody knows him, it doesn't make the news. But, Coach, listen, it's one thing. Okay, so you had that one player. They've had two in two years drop, not, not with a heart attack, cardiac arrest, on the car court at USC. So Dale, Dale, so Dale, don't miss this. Don't don't miss this. That guy that you just said, and Demar Hamlin, they ain't LeBron James, baby. <laughs> they ain't LeBron James. This is go, this is worldwide news, and it ain't going back in the bottle. 
you're absolutely right. But my point, Coach, is this. This is not a rare occurrence. This is an all-the-time occurrence. That's right. That we're not, but I'm just saying when people say, oh, Coach, you know this is rare. No, I'm telling you, just at USC, just at USC, they've had two in the past. We don't years. even know how many more they've had, Dale. That's exactly. just two that we know of, right? We don't know how many no-names or having heart attacks. We don't know how many no names are developing cancer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got so much information I could give you today. Bless you, Dale. Bless you, Dale. Mary Beth. Hey, can I try not to tell my life story? So my son died at 14 from cardiac arrest, which <laughs> Dr. Paul knows. He knows how hard it is to come back from that. Sure. He didn't come back from it. But anyway, so this, this this hurts in the heart. But anyway, Dr. J. Vernon McGee said, um, basically, you know, I, I'm right. But when I'm not right, I have to admit it. So I thought that was another good point you touched Thank on. You. But I got a whole bunch more stuff I won't talk forever. Mary Beth, it's all perspective. See, I'm not, I'm not saying that what you believe is not true. I'm saying what you believe is not the whole truth, folks. It's not the whole truth. It's not worth going to war over. We got a better right. war to fight. Right. Bigger war to fight. Sorry about your son. Can't even imagine. Roger. Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, I, Dave, let's assume, let's assume the jab is killing people. Let's assume next week LeBron comes out and says it's the jab. What, what is there to do? I mean, I don't know of any action to take. People, more people are going to keep dying. I, that's the thing I don't understand is that even if truth comes out, <laughs> I'm gonna what, is there, what is there to do? I'm going to show you something. Pull up, uh, pull up number two for me, Spencer. I'm going to show you. Let me get Johnny Burkeen in here, then I'm going to show you something else. Go ahead. I've, Go ahead, I've, I've tried to find ways to reverse it, and maybe there's some inf- new information or ways to protect those loved ones that have taken the jab, but Roger, not been real to, successful. We have to hang those who've lied to us. That's what yeah. I think. Well, oh, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that, but but you're still going to have millions that are facing an uncertainty. Okay. Yep. And there yep. uh, and there's not much we can do unless there is some revelation mm-hmm. from some community, be it physicians or otherwise, of how to uh, reverse this or how to Yep. Um, well, you know, hey, Roger, they ain't going to go there, man. They're all liable and culpable. Every doctor who, who every doctor in America who recommended one of the patients take a take a jab, they're all they're all liable, culpable. In my in my opinion, this is so deep, man. This is so deep. Johnny, be good. Yeah. I, uh, uh, last week I was at the grocery store and a guy came up to me. And goes, hey. Uh, <laughs> Weren't you the manager at the homeless shelter? And that was back in 2013. And I said, yeah. He goes, well, you really helped me out a lot. And he he had two young children with him. And uh, he goes, these are the blessings I got now. And uh, mm-hmm. so, it, you know, when you sow seeds, you don't really know what's really mm-hmm. going on in people's lives. And, you know, it almost brought me to tears to see this. Guy had his all his act cleaned up and had two small children and was a blessing. Amen, John. You never know what fruit's going to grow from your seed. Our job is to plant and water. We got to plant. We got to plant the truth and we got to water it. Hey, listen, you can't jackhammer the truth into somebody's head. You can't do it. Relax. Let the Holy Spirit guide them into all truth. I planted that seed in that lady yesterday. You think she spoke to anybody else about it yesterday? Judah. Coach, you guys are on point. And Ohio Brett is going to play a major role in this. You're going to play a major role in this. College football this season is going to oh, play a my, major, my, my, my. major role in this because Corey Entz, O-lineman, University of Iowa, in the Big Ten, passed away this last week. That's 23 years young. He's a teenager, basically. Good shape. Great, greatest shape in the world. Prime athlete, same thing, but he passed away. And you know what? There are college head coaches all across the nation. If that is a place to sow seed in terms of people standing up 
I'll tell you what, all it's going to take is a few more people who are going to say, you know what, I'm coming forward. Enough mm -hmm. is enough. You know what? That's going to spear a great revival across this country because I know there's some believers yeah. in there that, you know what, they got yeah. silenced. But when someone stands up and is not silenced anymore, you cannot shut them up. The problem, Judah, is they love themselves more than they love their neighbor. They will not stand up and speak up because of what it might cost them. But at some point, some coach is going to stand up and say, I don't need any more money. I don't need any more fame. I will not be part of this killing of young people. That's going to happen. Yes, exactly. Happen. It will. Bless you, man. Bless you. Michelle, then Myra, then stop for a minute. I want to share something. Go ahead, Michelle. Sure. Thanks, coach. Good morning, team. Um, Roger's question <laughs> got me, got my heart pounding. Um, what kind of, okay, first of all, we need to know the truth, okay? And as far as what can we do, well, there are a lot of doctors already, like heroicdoctors.com, and they've got their spike protocol. We could give people real solutions, first of all, and then we can explain to them how they can be contacting the authorities <laughs> and get justice for what has happened to them. That's the why— answer, I, the, no, the sorry. answer is not just to be quiet. Something happened. No. Let it go. No. We cannot let, we cannot forget what these people have done to us. That Amen. is the last thing we can do. Sorry. Amen. That question got my heart beating. There is so much we can do. What can we not do? Amen. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Take a stand. Myra, go ahead. Yes, coach. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. And um, in regard to uh, the Bettys, the Dave Allison's, the Steve Deck, the Greg's, the Rusty's, um, Johnny Brookin, Judah, uh, Rochelle, many others, uh, Romans 2, 12 through 14, uh, which Brother um, Tubra taught us uh, last night. For as many as have sinned without law, shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Hmm. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Tim Tuba, remind me when you're doing your Bible study. I love to jump in there. Okay, pull that back up at Paul Dave, uh, Craig Roberts. Just a really quick read, okay? The accumulated evidence is overwhelming that COVID was an orchestrated pandemic. Intentional use of the faulty PCR test Tensional false reporting of COVID deaths as a result of World Health Organization guidelines and financial incentives to hospital to report all deaths as COVID deaths. And prohibited treatment by known cures together produced a high level of fear that drove the masses to accept the COVID vaccination that generated huge monetary gains for big pharma and associated shills like Anthony Fauci as a massive inroads on civil liberty by governments. Hardly anyone died from COVID itself. They died from lack of treatment. The protocol was that if you became infected and you were worsened after a week, go to the hospital where you were put on ventilators, an incorrect treatment that usually was deadly. Doctors who saved the lives of their patients with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were punished. Corporate doctors were fired. And those in private practice Paul suffered severe attacks on their medical licenses by authorities, resulting in loss of license to practice medicine. Highly distinguished medical scientists who blew the whistle on this death-maximizing approach were demonized, and every effort was made to silence them, to destroy them professionally. Paul, you can say amen if you want to. The greatest number amen. of deaths, which continue day by day, is from the vax. Everyone, everywhere, every day, sports stars, entertainers who served as advertisements for the safety of the corrupt vaccine are suddenly dropping dead. By the way, cancer is through the roof. 
The corrupt medical establishment turns a blind eye. The lockdowns, the masks, the vaccine did extraordinary harm to people and benefited no one except big pharmas, profits, and government's agenda to weaken civil liberties. You can say amen anytime you want to throughout this thing. <laughs> All of this is known, and there's been no accountability. A program of mass murder and injury to the world population is being ignored. Medical Man. authorities are still recommending the death jab, even for babies. It guarantees that a second and third round of death and injury is coming from more orchestrated pandemics. Bill Gates has promised as much. Such gullible populations can expect no less. Why is this murderous plot against humanity being ignored? Thousands of medical scientists and doctors are not ignoring it. But the media continues to accuse the leading experts in the world, like Paul Goslin and Carrie Maudet and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, of spreading misinformation. Efforts can, folks, they've got to cover their own ass. Efforts continue to be made to silence science and suppress information. University and medical schools themselves are part of the effort to prevent the truth from being acknowledged. Remember the battles over the truth. Another part of the problem is that many of those who were deceived and who so adamantly defended the vax, lockdowns, and masks to family and friends are too embarrassed to admit they were wrong. Man. They are too Man. fragile to say, I'm sorry I made a mistake. And I've destroyed the health of my child and killed my mother. The authorities know the weakness of people and use their weakness to protect, to further the authorities' agenda. The insolence, gullibility, and weakness of the, popula- of the majority of the population is inconsistent with the continuation of civil liberty. Totalitarianism is setting in, and it is being tolerated by the masses and joyfully welcomed by Democrats and the left wing. The Luciferians who love death. All those who hate me love death. The lower reports of evidence that the COVID pandemic was a mass murderous deception. The World Health Organization called deaths to be incorrectly recorded as COVID deaths in order to create fear on behalf of the official government narrative. Okay, hang on a minute. Put this in the chat. Click on the, click on the first link. Bought and paid for by Big Pharma. There it is. Uh, Robert Malone, read that. Go back. Go back, Spencer. Go back. Next one. Many people fully vaccinated for COVID are now going blind. Many blind people fully vaccinated from COVID are now going blind. Hey, LeBron, remember that show, uh, Shut Up and Dribble? Huh? Hey, stop dribbling and open your mouth. Go back to the next one. Go back to the next one. The biggest lie in world history, there never was a pandemic. The databases, the COVID mandates, including the vaccine, are invalid. People say, give me some evidence. Well, you can't get any evidence because they're hiding it all. Go back one more. Dr. Emmy Wolf uncovers Pfizer's depopulation agenda as evidence in their own documents. Pfizer is about a depopulation agenda. Hey, Vinny. Boom! Craig Mickle, come on in. Put that in the chat. <clears throat> Uh, maybe the producer can put in what I pulled up in the chat because it references this. Um, you ever planted a time capsule in your backyard? You put your hopes and dreams, you bury it, and, you know, one day you come pick it up. Well, this is the time capsule of COVID, all right? Remember, this came out, the first shot was in December of 2020. And then they started to roll it out in January of 2021. We are two years into this. Not everybody got the shot on January 2021. It, it started to roll out. We're coming into the two-year time frame, yep. and then the college requirements that kids had to have to go to college and all this other stuff. So in the chat, 
This is only a year ago and maybe five months. The 2022 Super Bowl in Los Angeles, California, you had to have proof of vaccination. That's what's in the chat. And you had to uh, either wear a mask. That was the Super Bowl. That was only a year and a half ago. We are bearing the fruits of the time capsule of the mRNA jab. Oh, and it's only and it's only going to get worse because it's coming to to, to the time that like Penny Ter- Sherry Tempeh said it's going to take two to three years for this to expand itself into the blood vessels of people. <laughs> In other words, uh, funny Craig, I opened the show with this right seed time and harvest. <laughs> seed time and harvest, right? We're in the growing season, folks. We're in the growing season. So, well, I took the vaccine and nothing happened to me. Dude, we're in the growing season. Oh, yeah, we're in the growing season here. Good catch, Craig. <clears throat> Roger. <clears throat> Your hand's still up. I didn't know if you forgot to take it down. Rochelle. Oh, D- Dave, Dave, I'll yes. come in real quick just on the whole LeBron James thing. I hate to pound this thing that much, but. Can you imagine being a father? Are you going to send your son back out on that basketball court? Mm. Hey, Roger. How could you? We're going to find out whether he loves his son more than he loves himself, aren't we? Uh, We're going to find that out here real quickly, aren't we? If if my son drops a – no, he's never playing competitive basketball again. Ever, ever. 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 And we'll see if that's how it plays out. But see, you have to understand, LeBron also loves China. And China loves to kill people and take organs from them and so forth. But hey, to LeBron, they're just another market to sell his shoes. That's exactly. We're going to find out what he's made of, aren't we, Roger? Amen. His son son does not need to play competitive basketball ever again. But we'll see how this all plays out. Boom. Boom. Rochelle. Um, I just I wanted to point out, too, you know, I don't think Jamie Foxx is being very truthful. He's another another one who's got a voice out there who could be warning people. Um, I had I dropped in that. I don't even know if that's him, Rochelle. Amen. His entire face has changed. You know, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, I, I dropped in the chat earlier this this was a document. It's called the Kissinger Report, and it was it was declassified. And what it is, it's a population control and and the policy of the U.S. And this goes back to November of 1975. So it starts off, you know, they've got this chart about this exploding population growth, and from there, you know, there's a million pages to read on on why they should and how they should be controlling population. And this is in our government documents that have been declassified. So it's not a conspiracy. <laughs> All those who hate me love death. I want to get Paul in here before we go. Thanks, Michelle. Go, Paul. I left, uh, I'll leave it in here. This is a topic from Dr. Made. If you want to clean up uh, people who have gotten vaxxed, I'll be honest with you. I see vaccinated injury people, and a lot of them are brain dead. Um, no matter what I tell them, they cannot grasp the idea of detox and changing their diet. And so They're spellbound, Paul. They're spellbound. Yeah. So I, I'll leave it in there if you guys want it. Dr. Made's, uh, it, it's about hope, folks. Don't, they're going to do a 2.0, COVID 2.0. You know it's going to happen. And when it happens, we just, just keep speaking the truth, Coach, right? So that's all we can do, huh? Louder, louder, more, more. We need more of us, right? Now's the time to lift up our voice. Cry loud, spare not, lift your voice like a trumpet. Now, hey, friends, going to cost you friends. People are going to call you crazy. They're going to say all kinds of stuff, but you're going to have to ask yourself this question. Who do you serve? Who do you serve? All those who hate me love Death. That's scripture, folks. Boom. That's scripture. They're doing nothing more than serving their king. They're serving their king. What's King James going to do, huh? Is Hey, folks, do you see the irony in here? King James Bible. They call LeBron James King James. 
sacrificing his son? Huh? Oh, yeah. I, I hate to tell you where my mind goes and all this stuff. Sure. Can't stand when they call him king. King James, King James. Well, he's got a he's got a chance to. Wow, a chance before that guy. Not a time. You know what? <clears throat> Lay down your own agendas. We're in a freaking war. And if people aren't believing things you say, maybe it's because you ain't saying it very well. Maybe the problem is you, not them. That's the way I see it. God bless you. Are we still friends? I don't care. <laughs> See you tomorrow.